welcome to the next episode of the Memories of Country Bees podcast and uh, one that I'm really looking forward to tonight as I catch up with an old friend who rode for the bees in the 90s and rode for the club for, for a good eight or nine years and uh, provided a lot of good memories along the way and uh, I can't wait to catch up and chat with him and it's great to introduce Brian Anderson. Brian, how are you? I'm, uh, I'm very good, uh, thank you. How, uh, how are you finding things with, with lockdown, etc.? How's it been for you? Oh, um, obviously it's been been ongoing for for over a year now. Um, since we we closed our our country closed down, um, and um, and to be quite honest, our our, our country was so government uh, closed uh, right down, uh, really pulled pulled the handbrake, and and um, uh, which which was a sort of a shock to a lot of people. But um, I think now in the end, I think it was the right thing to do. Um, and also, uh, still within with with the English mutation, then then it's uh, a lot of countries now is finding it is very hard. Uh, Denmark was expecting uh, the English version, and and uh, so so took um, took a lot of um, uh, cautions and and or closed our country down uh, both in in January and, and February, but. And and it seems to be the right way because I see see Germany and and Poland is is, is really struggling right now. Um, yeah. So yes, we um, we want to see an end uh, to this uh, this uh, virus, but but uh, I think it's it's obviously something that's here to stay. And and it's hard to believe that obviously just recently you've turned the grand old age of fifty. I mean, who could have thought that after all those years at Brandon that even you would get you get to fifty? Has it feel <laughs> does it feel any different? Uh, not really. Uh, I think obviously being uh, being a former speeder rider, I think you uh, when you turn fifty or not even well, I think forties, then then you uh, you got aches and pains and uh, you know so uh, so. Uh, but uh, I I sort of praise myself uh, when you when you got the aches and pains, that means you're still alive. So so <laughs> <laughs> so so it's not so bad. So. Uh, I don't think whether you're 40, 50, 60, I don't think really it's, 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 um, uh, doesn't, doesn't do me anything. You know, I, I enjoy every day and, um, that's, that's, I think, um, it's the main thing. Yeah. And, and Brian, with lockdown potentially being lifted coming up, uh, business beginning to, to pick up again for you, ready for the new season? Well, uh, yes, we had a, we had a really busy winter, um, uh, where we obviously, we're making parts for speedway bikes and engines and all sorts and, and so, but we have been been really busy all winter, um, and uh, sort of almost been uh, struggling struggling to 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 keep up uh, with with uh, with supplying uh, the dealers and and direct to the riders. So so, uh, but yes, uh, we are looking forward to the to the season is going to start. Um, I think at the moment we see that things are going to, to be maybe a little bit delayed um, because uh, Poland. Uh, uh, is is picking up with the numbers of of infections and all that. So so we are, uh, we'll see how it goes. Uh, we definitely need uh, the, the the season uh, speed. We need the season to to go ahead this year, both both in England and and uh, Sweden, Denmark. Uh, that um, the 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 professional leagues has has to go this year. Other, otherwise, I think it's going to be be uh, uh, crucial uh, for for the sport. Yeah. Yeah. So Brian, let me let me cast your mind back. Thirty years ago this year, you uh, you turned up at, at Brandon uh, late in the season for the World Under Twenty One final, and uh, typical 
English weather around that time. It was throwing it down. Um, but you turned up for the final. What were your first thoughts on the stadium and the track, etc., when you turned up at Brandon? Well, um, that world final was uh, under twenty one world final was was my first time in England ever. So so um, just just coming to to uh, to England this it was was a uh, was a bit big thing for us uh, youngsters. You know we we've been um, obviously uh, looking up to to a lot of the the Danish top riders. Uh, Eric Gunnarsson, Hans Nielsen, Oli Olsen, or oh, that there were so many uh, that uh, in that was riding professionally in England, and then we all knew that oh, if you want to be uh, something in speedway, you had to come to England um, to to race, and and um, obviously coming to Coventry the first time and see the stadium, um, which was like massive to, to compared to what we were used to, so. Yeah. Um, and also the spectators and all that that was that was not something I was used to so so um we heard a lot about uh, speedo in england but but um but couldn't really imagine how it was going to be like you know yeah and that final itself i mean some of the names that were in that final brian showed what a what a great crop of of youngsters were around i mean from the uk joe screen was there uh, jason lyon shane parker and then you were part of a, a strong quartet, which included Jakob, who, who we caught up with a few weeks ago, uh, Freddie Schott, who had a great career in, in the UK, and obviously the, your main rival in the end for the title, Morton. Um, did, did you go into the meeting thinking that you were, you were going to be able to win it, or what were your expectations going into it? Well, there was, there was um, I think, to be, to be quite honest, I think Joe Screen was obviously, the, the, I think, was the favourite to win it. Uh, yeah. And... Um, and then uh, we also knew that, that the Australians were, were, were strong because they were already racing in in England, um, mm. and obviously knew about the tracks there. So, but um, but I was of course um, I was of, of course in it to win it. Um, that's obviously what I was there for, uh, and and the build up to it, um, like a month before, I, I was like I had a, pro- a professional a personal trainer. Uh, so I was like 100% uh, fit for the job, you know, and and um, and well, worked really hard towards it. So, so um, I think in my mind, yes, I, I was um, uh, I was in the belief that that I I was within a chance. Yeah. And on the night, you only dropped one point in the end to, um, which put you level on points when when Morton uh, won his last race. And have you got any memories of that runoff? Did you? What were your feelings going into that runoff, knowing that in four laps time in about 62, 63 seconds, you, you could be world <laughs> under 21 champ? Well, I think when, um, obviously, I, I lost my point for, to, to Morton and, and obviously I knew that that I had really to step up my game, you know. And um, and um, I think at the point where I where we had the uh, toss of the coin and, and I had to, to the first choice uh, of, of gate position, that I think... Then I was definitely within. Uh, I was not far away. Mm. Um, we both had the same engine tuner, so we knew the bikes were <laughs> were going very similar. <laughs> so so and 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 uh, we had gotten bikes at the time, you know, when they were in. Um, and uh, we um, and we well, obviously we knew each other. We we grown up uh, t- together, you know, in in eighty five cc bikes, you know, and and then. And uh, we were on the uh, on the twenty one team together and, and traveling around for uh, so so we we knew each other really well and and uh, but I think when 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 
won the the, the toss of the coin, then then that was I think that that really, um, well, gave me the belief that that I that I could that I could do it, you know. Um, and also, yes, uh, we all seen the the video where where he actually there has to be one one space between you, <laughs> and I actually went up and said, hey, hey, you you got to move over space, mate, you know. And and I think our our had so much confidence. Uh, um, and uh, also because of my my physical fitness and all that stuff, I, I, so I, yes, I, I I did believe that I could do it, you know. Um, so um, and uh, yes, it was a long uh, in your mind. You, it's a long four laps, <laughs> I have to say. <laughs> and uh, you can start hearing, you know, is that a miss sound or or, or you know? Um, but but I think that's 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 part of the game, you know. So yeah. So at the end of that. Um, meeting Brian, obviously world under twenty one champion, a, you know a fabulous accolade to have, and, and you were you'd agreed to sort of join Coventry towards the end of that season, but as we found throughout the years, averages play a big part, and you eventually did a, a short deal to go up to Newcastle, didn't you? Yeah, well, I, I actually I spoke to you to obviously through through Tommy Knudsen. Um I spoke to him a few times, and and they wanted to me to to come over to to join Coventry the, for the last month of the season, but. But yes, as you say, uh, the the averages didn't didn't fit in, and and um, so I, I couldn't join Coventry. Um, so um, yes, I, I did um, decide to to sign a contract for Newcastle, and and uh, just just to for like for a teaser, you know, to, like I can try it out. Um, and uh, it did did open up my eyes uh, quite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say. Uh, both both the way the, the, the living up there and and and, uh, um, and yes uh, the accommodation you have was like uh, something I've never ever ever tried in my life so so um, so I I, I think that the, the the few meetings I did for Newcastle I think did give me a bit of a ballast you know and and, and sort of knew what to expect the the, the, the following year um, and we had sort of made a made a contract that if I was wanted to go to 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 the top league, then then I was free to go. You know, um, so uh, so that yeah, that's how it all started. Yeah. And Newcastle's another team, Brian, that have had a history of of Danish riders come over. Nicky rode for them, Biarni, um, another club that once you've you sort of ridden there, that the, you know word of mouth tells that. You know a lot of Danish riders over the years, and you've mentioned Tommy and Ollie. So, yeah, well, if you hear the word Coventry, it's it's somewhere that you want to go to. Well, yeah, well, Ollie Olsen also was at Newcastle uh, yeah. <laughs> back in the yeah. days, and and uh, together with our major, and, and and you know when they rode there, you know. But but yes, uh, Newcastle had to. It's always been a place where where they they welcome Danish riders, you know, and and um, I was I was really happy there. Uh, it was actually Brian Havelock who was who was uh, team manager um, at the time, and and uh, I really uh, I really well got on with him, and you know, and and uh, uh, he didn't really put too much pressure on me and just go out and uh, but but yes, it was it was such an experience. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh, both the tracks and 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 uh, obviously it was totally different to what I was used to from from Denmark, you know. So so um, so yes, it, it was uh, it was good and and. And as you say, Coventry has been well known to to um, to accommodate uh, Danish riders, uh, and, and uh, obviously through Ollie Olsen and John Jones and Tommy Knudsen, there's there's been a lot of riders there, you know. So uh, so yes, I was very happy to to sign a contract uh, to be, you know, uh, 
hopefully go in the, in their footsteps, you know. So. And and what preparations did you have to make to to commit to a full season in the UK? So, you know, we know obviously at the time you based yourself over near Leicester with with Craig and Ange, who were a great support to you. Yes. Um, and, and you know, how nerve wracking was it for you to to pack up what you needed to do and 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 move yourself to England for a full year? Well, yeah, I well I was um, I was twenty when I uh, went on uh, on the ferry from Esbury. Um and um, and then um, I, I have to say there was such a, um, a nerve wracking <laughs> thing to do <laughs> to to sit in your own little van and 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 drive on and your mom and dad and and, uh, and my girlfriend at the time also and well uh, still is uh, my wife nowadays <laughs> but uh, that's also thirty or uh, oh, twenty nine years ago when I went on that ferry and 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 I have to that was so. Um, I I know people are younger nowadays when when they when they probably take the move, but but uh, for me it was a big big step, you know. Um, I I prepared myself. I had new bikes. Uh, I had taken out a loan in the bank, and yes, everything looked immaculate when you turn up. But but uh, the truth is, yes, I I had to borrow some money to to, to get <laughs> set myself up and and get started and. Uh, uh, and yes, it was actually even more nerve-wracking to go on the ferry because at the time I didn't know where I was going to going to be lodging or anything. Uh, yeah. All all I knew was that Tommy said, "Yeah, I'll I'll find you a place. I'm still working on it." <laughs> <laughs> when I went on the ferry and and uh, and uh, and actually the first two weeks I stayed uh, stayed at Tommy's place uh, because uh, they were doing some refurbished jobs in in the house uh, and before they could take me on. Well, I think one 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 big thing was obviously driving in the wrong side of the road. Uh, I think was 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 a big thing for us. Yeah, and uh, yes, I had my Danish van, so you were sitting in the wrong side as well. So so it was a bit. Uh, but yes, it was something. Yeah, we really really were looking forward to do. You know, it was a dream come true for 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 you as a something you you dreamed of when you were a kid. You know, so so yes, yeah. it was it was a big thing. Yeah. And your your debut, Brian, against Oxford. Um big night for you number two race jacket with Tommy in, in a really difficult position to ride in heat one every week and up against hands in, in your first match against Oxford how did you find that well yes the, as you said the number two race jacket was was a uh, was a hard one to to uh, to to take but but uh, it was also um, something obviously both the, the team manager and, and the management uh, and and Tommy as well was 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 aware of so so because they, they knew all about it and uh, yes, I was totally new to the game uh, over there, so so I I just went out and, and tried and, and do my best, you know. Um, I remember that the the <laughs> the the track was very very grippy, you know. Uh, everybody said, "Oh, it's uh, hands hands wants it uh, grippy," and and uh, and I have to say, I've I've never ever ridden anything that was that grippy before in my life. So <laughs> so uh, yes, it was it was uh, some experience, I think. My first bike, I, I looped it uh, at the start line and and um, and uh, wrecked that bike. Uh, so so that that was not a very good start. Um, but but yes, it was. Uh, and then I think in the end of, of the meeting, I think I, I did start to score a, a few points. I sort of thought I got, got dialed in a little bit, and and uh, I remember my my last race. I think I got a little bit uh, over. Uh, 
overexcited and and uh, because I was fighting it out with Morten Anderson, and um, and obviously we uh, were both number one and two in the <laughs> in the under yeah. twenty one championship. So so he was the, sort of the Oxford kid, and I was the Coventry kid, you know, and and uh, and I didn't want to really lose to him. So so on the last bend, I thought, yes, I will give the outside a try. I know it's grippy, but I've, I've got the hang of it now. I thought. <laughs> but uh, I remember well, putting the bike in the fence on uh, going out of the out of turn four. So uh, that was another red bike. So so that's my memory of Oxford, <laughs> which was uh, not not brilliant. Not brilliant. No. Two red bikes and a couple of thousand pounds worth of damage, no doubt. Yeah, uh, that as well, yes. Uh, and um, but that's where Craig uh, Craig Finch really came into big help because uh, well, I actually called called my dad and said I, I really. I want to go home because I have really, really had a bad, bad, bad experience. But, um, but I, um, but Craig Finchow, obviously, he. My dad sort of said, "Well, I, um, I, I can't, I can't help you. You, you want, on the other side, uh, you, you in England. I can't help you." And so, um, so I obviously turned to to Craig uh, Finch and said, "Well, you know, what can we do?" And and he said, "Well, um." first season Brian did you did you set any goals because you, you finished with a, a respectable 5.6 5.7 average did you do you have a, a goal in mind before you started the season um both yes and no I was sort of hoping you know because when when you come in with an assessed uh, six and a half average obviously you're hoping that 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 you can uh, sort of fulfill your your year Brian obviously we, we've mentioned Tommy and you, you've mentioned JJ um, another another bees legend that was in his last season was Rick Miller you've got Andy Smith um, you know it was a quite a, a forceful team but a lot of people that season suffered injuries how, how did you get on with the team and and did any of them sort of help you more than others well it, it was obviously uh, yes it was like you said it was it was a very strange season because uh, the, the, the lineup that we started up with was also very very strong on paper uh, but I also have to say it was also a, a, um, I think when we 
uh, when we ended the season, there, there weren't, I think that everybody has been injured, you know. Yeah. Uh, um, I think except myself. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so it was, uh, it was sort of a strange thing. Um, but yes, I was obviously listening a lot to, to Tommy and and uh, and and, um, and JJ and and, and uh, uh, Rick was also uh, obviously a big legend of the club and and, and uh, obviously uh, knew people in and out, you know. So so it was the sort of people that you were listening to when when they said something, you 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 all ears, you know. So yeah. so um, so that was um, uh, that was there were people that you were sort of trying to lean up to, you know. So. And in that first that first season, which were the tracks that you went to that you actually thought I enjoy riding here, and which were the tracks that you saw on the fixture list and thought, oh god, I'm not going to go there. I know, I know. Eventually, and we'll come onto it later on that you you eventually cracked Bradford, but you know what what sort of tracks were you looking at, thinking, how am I going to get around here? Ah, uh, <laughs> um, I think uh, obviously yes, there were some tracks uh, like. Uh, at King's Lane, I absolutely love King's Lane. Um, it's a very, very similar shape to, to Antares Boys yeah, as Coventry. Coventry was, uh, uh, I have to say, my favourite track. There's no, no doubt about that. Um, like a 335 metre track, it, it, it was ideal for me. Um, uh, obviously, a very fair track to everybody, but, but um, so was King's Lane until they, they, they changed the shale uh, onto play, you know, and then that was. That was that was a big change. Uh, I think uh, destroyed the speedway completely. Um, but that was that was a very very good track. Um, um, obviously, the tracks that you had to learn was was like Reading and and um, and also like Swindon was also a hard track to race on. Um, long straight banking. Uh, um, view was was uh, you know it was like a three hundred meter track. And then I remember Tommy said to me, "Oh." When we had the first track walk, you know, and he said, "Oh, what what gearing do you think here?" And I said, "Well, oh, 300 meters, got to be, got to be about the 57 tooth on the back." And he said, "Well, I'll try a 61." <laughs> oh, what? You know, and he was like teaching me. He said, "Well, you know, you got to think. Don't look at the straight. Think about the corners." And I said, "Okay, okay." So I tried to learn all this, you know, and um, and this was was, uh, but yes, all the tracks. You, you you had to to learn because yes there was more grip on the tracks more clay and uh, obviously a lot of the stations because they had also stock cars you know they, they some of them had to have clay in the in, in the tracks otherwise they would be destroyed by by the stock cars you know so so there's there's a lot of things we had to, to learn you know. and and how easy was it Brian to do a deal for for to return in '93 was that something that was uh, was tidied up quite early in in the year. Well, it was tied up before I went home. Okay. Um, and and um, I was so lucky, obviously, to to um, to, to do my first year with with uh, Mr. Charles Ogletree. Yeah. Uh, 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 obviously, also uh, big legend and history of, of Coventry, you know, and and uh, and um, uh, I, I'll never ever ever forget my my. My first feeling with him uh, for '92, and I sat in the office, you know, and that's <laughs> uh, something I'll, I'll never forget. You know, uh, uh, I sort of had, he sort of gave me two options uh, to, to do a contract, you know, and and uh, he sort of said, "Oh, yeah, you can have a bit of a, a, a weekly wage, and, and then obviously have small 
money and and uh, and uh, then you have so much per month, you know, and you think, okay, uh, but but um, and but you can also have a bit more points money, and then you don't have so much secured money. And uh, and um, I actually went for the last bit because I I always been like uh, something I, I want to work for my money, you know. So so I actually went for the last bit uh, where where I know a lot of other riders they sort of went for the secured sort of deal, you know. But yeah. but I I did, did gamble and then and went for that and and uh, and the following year. Um, Obviously, Charles Ogletree was, was uh, and Martin. They, they were they were very happy with with uh, what I've done in, in my first year, and and, uh, and so yes, I, I did sign the contract before I went home, um, uh, and yes, had to, um, uh, with just signed the standard agreement, and and my my uh, in all the years I was at Coventry uh, until the well, until the end uh, before. Uh, um other other co promoters came in. We actually all my 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 uh, my money and every on uh, my money side of it was always written down on on a on on a, on a memo slip, you know. Uh, that was all a memo slip and a handshake. And then this was like uh, I trusted Coventry and the management so much that, that that's what we did. Yeah. Um, so yes, it was it was brilliant. Uh, and I was looking forward for, for for another year, yeah. And and how much of a surprise was it to to turn up in March '93 and then find that that Hans had joined the club because obviously Hans had been a you know a, a rider that had always come to Brandon and quite often was booed, but mainly that's because he was so good. Um, but to, but to see him lining up in the side as well and and Jakob came over for his first season, um, that must have been nice to to again have a bit more uh, Danish compatriots in in the lineup. Well, obviously um, when when you. Uh, uh a young rider, um, uh, as, as some were in, in '93. Then, yes, it, it means a lot that you have uh, like experienced people like like Hans in, in the team, um, and and um, and obviously when Tommy Tommy sort of finished his British career, um, then uh, it was nice that that Hans sort of stepped in. Um, obviously, Jakob coming in, which also was sort of my childhood. Uh, uh, you know, rider where where we've been riding together, you know, and, and uh, that was also nice that we're sort of a guy at my age, you know, <laughs> sort of yeah. age, uh, he's a year younger than me. So, so um, yes, that that was also nice that that um, that you have uh, a bit of both, you know. So so uh, so that was sort of a good comfort uh, thing. So, and and you, I mean, you were always immaculately turned out, and I know you you took you know plenty of pride in in your appearance and that sort of stuff, but. Did what? What did you? What were you able to learn that year? Because you were partnered with Wiggy, who had also joined the club, and as we all know, that the, the sad, obviously, loss of life uh, with his illness. But you know, Wiggy was a, a showman and an ultra professional. Did you? Did you learn anything from him being alongside you in the pits? I, I have to say, with, with having both hands and, and Wiggy also, uh, like both coming from Oxford as well, um, I think was um, I think you 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 learn from the best, you know, and and I was. I was just taking it everything in without filter, you know. I, I was, um, I, I, I looked, I, I sort of, I always sort of been studying how what what everybody else do, you know, and and uh, the way they come in, they, they uh, the, the bikes and and the uh, and the mechanics, uh, everything is just looks spot on, you know. Uh, uh, toolboxes, uh, um, the 
even the way they dress, you know, it's like, all right, okay, is, is this the way we do, you know? And, and that was, yes, uh, we was was, um, was was a guy who always turned out uh, professionally. Uh, and uh, so, so yes, uh, this, this was something I was, I was uh, really uh, taking in uh, 100%, yeah. And in that year, Brian, you, you began to... Your scores improved. You, you got your first maximum against Bellevue. You, you know, double figure scores were made, and and you you've pushed your average now up to near seven points. And uh, you know, away performances improved so much that you you'd obviously taken into account your previous visits. And and did you keep sort of did you did you keep notes of setups and that sort of thing that you ran at the tracks before, or do you just sort of decide on the day when you get there? Oh yes, I um I have my little book. <laughs> um, and uh, and today, today, to this day, I still have that. <laughs> I still have the book. Wow. <laughs> so uh, it's still is stored in, in in my cupboard. You know, I, I um, yes, I I, uh, I kept kept track of my engines, uh, kept track of, of of all the settings, uh, uh, gearings, uh, jets, uh, ignition, uh, by uh, wheel length. Uh, uh, Track conditions. I I I wrote everything down, um, and uh, and that was also to, to obviously help you improve your your scores. Uh, and and at the end of the day, it was also trying to make a living. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, it was. Uh, I was sort of coming in with with uh, with uh, under six point average, and obviously uh, getting up to, to nearly seven was was. It's good for good for the club and the team as well, you know, uh, and also obviously for for my wallet at the end of the day. <laughs> uh, so uh, because yes, I, I I did put a lot of money into my equipment. Um, I worked in the winter uh, in, in the engineering uh, uh, factory and and uh, and uh, trying to and, and trying to make all the money I could to, to put into the bike and and I didn't and if. Well, probably that normally wasn't enough. So, so I was also uh, making an overdraft over, over on my my account, you know, to, to set myself up for for the season, you know. So, and uh, then gradually during the season, uh, paying it off, uh, paying my bank off again, um, and sort of uh, and starting to, to build a little bit of, of finance, you know, for for the following year, you know. So, so yes, it was it was just a. And the next year, 1994, I think that was probably the first of your, what I'm going to class as, a, as breakthrough years. Um, you know, double figure scores, you, you scored 12 in 93, but in 94, you know, an amazing 28 double figure scores, maximums here and there. Uh, and then one day at Kings Lynn, and, and I actually watched the DVD of this meeting a, a few months ago that, that I found, one meeting where at Kings Lynn, you, you couldn't do anything wrong and ended up getting paid 20 points. I mean... Days like them don't don't come around too often, do they? But that day, you just seem to be really dialed in with with the track and the surface. Yeah, like like I, I said earlier, that like I absolutely loved uh, the Kingsland track. Um, it was a bit more sandy uh, at at the time, you know, and uh, and uh, and the shape with a bit of banking, and and it was very fast track. Uh, I, I, I did really enjoy that. Um, uh, I think uh, I think hands hands had a max eighteen point maximum, and I had twenty. Twenty of, of twenty points uh, possible, so so that was uh, uh, that, that was uh, yeah, it was a very very good night, um, and uh, uh, but I think well it, it was more or less uh, 
tonight. I was sort of carrying the team that night. So, so but we had a I had a really really good uh, good meeting and and, and yes, I, I did enjoy that uh, big time. You know, um, so um, so yes, ninety ninety four was was a, was a big year for me. Yeah. And in '95, Brian Hans retires from from British Speedway. He just goes back to the continent for the GP and stuff. And so you you, you become the bees number one, and you take on that challenge with with you know with immense pride. And and again, you increase your average. And you know, in a whole meet in a whole season in the UK, um, to only have ten meetings in the season where you don't get double figures shows that you've really made giant strides in the sport. Yes, well that that. Uh... Well, uh, I think uh, looking at uh, looking at all the all the seasons on on paper here, then then you can sort of see that that I have I don't sort of go uh, from one day to to the next sort of sky high. It's been over. It's an oncoming ongoing thing, um, and sort of developing uh, all the way. And and, um, and yes, ninety five was was. Uh, was, was different uh, when Hans was not there. There's, there's obviously more pressure, um, and uh, which we sort of had to try and cope with. Um, and and um, and again, yes, we had we had a team which was was very very even spread uh, on, and and, uh, and also a team that we really all all had to to, to, to get the points in for 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 the team to to win. You know? yeah. And um, so that was. Uh, uh, we, we didn't have hands to, to sort of pull the weights, you know, all the time, you know. So, so it was uh, it was a different different type of team here. Yeah. And this was your third season. Was it you'd been in a couple of really strong teams on paper, but just fell short? What was there a frustration level that you'd not yet been able to to sort of bag any silverware with the club? Yes, I think at that uh, at uh, at one point uh, it, it it was uh, frustration because like. Uh, Every time on uh, we started the season on paper, yes, we, we we had a very very strong team. But but uh, again, it was also teams that um, were based on that everybody scored. Yeah. You know? um, and and that's that's uh, that's very difficult <laughs> yeah. because uh, if one had an off night and one had a good night, then you still didn't win. You know. Yeah. Um, so so yes, it was uh, frustrating. So. Uh, um, uh, and um, even though yes, we we did win some silverware now and again, but but never never the league cup, you know, and that that was uh, um, that that was hard to swallow. Yeah. But but ninety five is is a, another year of of personal triumph for you with the first of your your two Danish championship victories. How 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 proud were you to to pick up that Danish trophy? Uh, that was that was of course a big thing. Uh, that was uh, my first. First uh, victory on 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 a senior level, and, and um, that, that was of course um, a very big thing for me. Um, uh, also, something that you can you can sort of look back to and say, well, uh, you, at least you uh, you you've been there, you know. So so, so that's good. Yeah. And then and then ninety six. So you, you're into what your fifth season with the club now, and and a friendly face uh, joins you in in the in the pits when you, your brother Jan signs for the club and. Again, was was immensely popular with the fans. Was it was it good for you to have Jan with you? Did you have any involvement in, in getting him signing for the club? Well, uh, of course, I was obviously uh, being being um, one of the, the the top boys in the team, and and uh, obviously you you've always been 
then you start to get involved with with the management and then the team manager asks you you know what what do you think what can we do you know and and uh, what possibilities have we got you know and and uh would you think Jan would be interested and and so we started obviously to have talks with him and and uh, and uh and yes at the end of the day I had to help him out with equipment and <laughs> yeah. yes I did get in the, quite quite involved in it in it as well and and uh but uh Jan left left uh, just around the corner for me so so it was of course very very good uh, to have him in, in the team as well yes and then for me, um, probably the most exciting, um, enjoyable part of the season of your career was, was without doubt, 97. Um, again, for the club, a season that promised so much from a team perspective, but also a year that, that would finish with you uh, with, with some injuries that would stay with you for, for the rest of your career. But the, the sad news that Cradley had closed down in the sum, in the winter of 96, and then you joined in a sort of a number one, two partnership with, with Greg Hancock. And uh, how did you greet the news that you'd be having Greg alongside you? Well, I was, um, that was also a thing that was, um, that was a, a very positive thing. Um, Greg, uh, we obviously knew Greg was, was starting to get uh, near his sort of uh, top of his game, you know, where, where, where he was going to push for, for, uh, for the world championship. Um, and, and, um, and yes, that was very nice to, to also to get him in the team because then the whole load was not on your shoulders all the time, and, and that was that was um, I, I felt um, a little bit more at ease, and 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 I could concentrate on on um, on, on getting um, uh, on focus on myself and getting my own points in, sort of uh, instead of always having to you know trying to get the team going and 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 uh, so I. So, but focus on 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 getting more pointing, you know, which uh, also I think I did. Um, so, uh, so having Greg in the team and, and the partnership we had, uh, yes, we had a lot of heat fifteens together, uh, where we we quite often also uh, did win together, you know, and and, and that was um, that was that was really good, yeah. Um, so, and and also uh, uh, again, uh, even though. Uh, I had I was at the point of my career where I was sort of felt I had had learned a lot and, and sort of was my own sort of writer. And there's still a lot you could learn from from a, a great character as, as a person, you know, and and, uh, and and that was great, yeah. So, uh, um, but so yes, that was looking to be be a very good year. And and obviously the. You know, the seventeenth of May. I'll give you the. I'll remind you of the date. Um, I remember jumping on a plane and travelling out with loads of people to, to the Czech Republic to to watch you in your, in your debut Grand Prix. Um, what what sort of memories do you have once you qualified and, and be given a position, uh, into the Grand Prix? How different was that from from league racing for you? Did you have to completely sort of redo your operation in terms of bikes and and stuff, or did you try and keep it just sort of standard? I, I kept it. Uh, I kept it fairly simple. Um, I, I basically had the same same setup, the same bikes. Uh, I had uh, had my van and bikes in England, and I had a van and, and bikes in, in based in Denmark. Um, I was a former Coventry rider as well. Uh, was helping me, um, so we we sort of kept kept it the same. Um, uh, 
not really doing anything special um, other than obviously try and turn up uh, as professionally as, as as was possible, you know. So and and looking obviously uh, at the other boys uh, that was already in the Grand Prix, uh, what do they do and and try and 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 learn as quick as possible. Um, but obviously all all the all the competitors in in the, in, in the Grand Prix um, was people I was. Uh, riders I was riding against uh, in, in different leagues, uh, Poland, England, uh, Denmark, and then later Sweden. Um, so, so I was very familiar with with with, with everybody, you know. So, uh, so that was not new to me. But uh, obviously, the, the the World Championship just, you know, is 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 obviously something that stands out, of course. Um, so, so you have to be. Uh, uh, maybe ten percent better in in those sort of meetings, or, or better prepared, you know. So. And, and you've mentioned Brian the riders that you were against. You you were against regular in in different leagues. Did 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 people change when they got to a Grand Prix? Did did the sort of the camaraderie between yourselves was it any different in, in a Grand Prix situation? Um, no, I have to say no, and and that's something I remember very well. Um, I, I we got on with everybody. Uh, uh, Jim Nielsen, Greg Hancock, Billy Hamill, everybody was sort of uh, helping each other, you know, and like uh, get on with each other like like normal. Uh, we were, like when you meet in, in in a league meeting somewhere, you know. So so I I um, I, I remember that uh, very well. That that everybody sort of you know we we quite often we stayed at the track or you know and and. Uh, uh, most of the mechanics stayed on the track, and and, uh, and some of the riders did as well. And and, and uh, we all kitted out, so we slept at the track, and 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 it was uh, we had a barbecue at night, and and uh, had had a good time, you know. And and, um, and so so that that to me was was very relaxed, and I think that also helped that that um, you didn't get so nervous, and and you didn't you sort of um, didn't. Too, Put too much pressure on yourself, you know. Uh, you always obviously want to do well, but 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 it wasn't. It was a good uh, uh, environment to be in. And uh, the the Czech Grand Prix, it, it didn't start off great for you. First couple of rides, no points, and you're looking around thinking, you know, how long is it going to be before you you sort of make a change or, or you come out with with a first corner that gets you in the lead or whatever. But you know, if I if I give you just some names, Brian, these are the people that you beat in your first. Getting your first Grand Prix points, beating Tony Ricardson, Henke Gustafsson. So, I guess for you, it's always good beating Swedes, anyway. But you know, two two legends of the sport to get your first your first points, and then your first GP race win in the same meeting. You actually beat Hans, Lee Adams, and Thomas Golob, which at points would no doubt have been one of the toughest races that you've ever had in your career. I thought. it out 
with him. You know, you had a lot of focus on on him. But when you come to the TP, uh, like I said, it's all big names. It's all all really really good riders, and 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 I think that was sort of what I felt was the hardest. It's like that, that when you at at the at the tapes, it, uh, the other three riders are, are world class riders, you know. Um, and and I think that was the hardest thing, and that I think that was something I had to learn of the, in the in the first Grand Prix that all these three riders as you up against, they they are they can race a bike, you know, they they're fast. So so it was yes, it was sort of a amazing trip, <laughs> and uh, and uh, obviously with. With uh, with coming out uh, with with uh, with the meeting with the points I did, uh, I, I think was 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 a good uh, good opening round for me. I was going to say I remember seeing you afterwards once all the the sort of the the security and stuff had been let down, and you were just grinning from ear to ear. You'd won the C final, you'd beaten Lee and Hans again, and Mark Lorham, uh, and you know nine points was probably more than you thought you may get. I, I don't know what you'd set yourself a target on, but you then showed in the next couple of rounds that. Each round, you just grew with confidence and and sort of you know more points. Linshipping was next, and a, a B final win, uh, and then you came your first GP rostrum was uh, in Lanshut where you you came second behind hands, and and that must have been a, a real surreal feeling to to step up on the podium in in a Grand Prix. It was, and and and, and to be quite honest, uh, the the Lanshut one was was totally uh, unexpected. Um, you know, the build up to it was was not. <laughs> Not really brilliant. Um, I remember going to pool on the Wednesday before, and um, and I was so unlucky to to have a have a crash there, and and, and I tore my ligament on my left knee. Um, so so <laughs> I wasn't um, wasn't very good. Um, um, again, Greg Greg stepped in and, and said, "Oh, you can borrow one of my knee braces," um, and um, and I I, um, I tried to race with it, but uh, was um, when you're not used to knee braces, that was that was not very easy to do. So, yeah. so, so yes, it was uh, it was not something I was expecting. But yes, I, I was starting to really get my confidence in 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 in, um, in, in, in the GPs, you know, and and, uh, and the system was uh, with the five races and and and, and finals. That really, it was something I I uh, I was tried about, you know, it, it was. Really, something I like to to be in. Um, so, so yes, that was that was good, and and um, and a second place uh, was was uh, was really really good. Uh, on the way, I had a blown up tire and and all sorts going on, but but um, I, I still managed to to to, to have a second place uh, just behind Hans Nielsen, so on the top. So, so yes, that was that was a very very good result. Yeah. And, and just leading up to to round four, your your league form w- was amazing. Maximums, double figure scores everywhere. Um, and going into Bradford, you were you were probably in some of the best form of your life. But Bradford was a track that that I've seen you dominate at, but I've also seen you have some shockers at. I think it's fair to be said. Um, what what was it like mentally for Bradford? Because it was a very fast, you know, wide it open, let let the bike run up towards the fence and. What was it like riding there as a rider? Was it somewhere that you actually enjoyed going to? Well, like like you like you said, uh, just said that it was um, the build-up to this meeting was was um, like I said, I've, I've made some maximums and and I had so much confidence in myself and my bike, um, and and uh, the 
the bike I had there was was not the same. It was, that was my English, my Coventry bike, and, and that was um, it was just going. Uh, it was on fire. You know, it was it was really really good, and I had so much confidence in that engine, um, and 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 I had my my sort of my best engine come over from from Denmark, but but I just felt that practice, everything was off. It just felt so good. Um, and, and again, there was a build-up on the confidence. And, and, and yes, I, the track was um, a range track. You know, it's very, very fast. Um, the first and second corner is, 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 uh, has got a bit of banging, but it feels like halfway out and it, it sort of flattens off. And then you have the third and fourth corner, which is so much bang, it's unbelievable. And when you stand on the curve, then then the bottom of the fence is is, is uh, starts about on on your head, you know. So so it's like so much banking. And, and I remember coming into third turn three, and you sort of have to push the handlebars away, uh, you know, because otherwise the the, the force, the natural force from the track is, is you know pushing your bike into your face, you know. And 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 uh, very very fast track, um, and and. As you said, I've had good meetings and bad meetings there. Um, but it's yes, it's something you um, like, like the old Coventry. It's, even though it was a fair track, then it's something that you, when you when it's your home track, you you still learn your your, your ins and outs of it. You know. So um, and and yes, I had just had a absolutely brilliant meeting there. Um, again, very big time confidence. Uh, we had um, I had so many uh, restarts, uh, and um, I remember also uh, uh, having the choice of, of start gate, and, and um, I did choose gate three, and everybody laughed at me because gate three is the absolutely worst one. You can you can choose, and, and uh, but um, like I said, I've, I've, I've had I had a few restarts of gate three, and I was still making the start every time, and. And, and I just had the confidence in, in, in that gate position. But uh, I remember everybody said, oh, you stupid idiot. You know, you, why do you choose gate three and then give gate, gate two to, to Mark? You know, <laughs> but, but I was, yes, I was so, um, I had a spell there where I was just so confident in, in, in myself and, and the bike and, and the team. You know. did, did you think you were going to have the night you had when the chain popped off in your first ride? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> um <laughs> It was it was actually a funny story because uh, Alf, Alf Bush was obviously uh, my mechanic and and we've been working together for 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 three years straight there and and and, um, and uh, I sort of got to know uh, Alf and and uh, Alf was a little bit um, old school with with things and and which something I, I really enjoyed and, and liked because um, I do like old school stuff you know so so um, and all the experience that he has you know was. was was really good for me, um, but we always tend to to run the chains loose, uh, race chains loose. And I, I said to him specifically, said to him before the meeting, Alf, you've got to tighten the chains because that there's so much dirt on on the track, and if I hit the dirt wrong, then the chain will come off. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, and what happened? The chain came off. <laughs> Did you have words in the pits when you got back? Ah, I was, I was fuming. I have to say, I was absolutely fuming. And um, but Alf came over to me, and uh, after I sort of calmed down a little bit, 
he came over to see well there's only one thing to do Brian and that is to win it on 12 and uh, and I said I'm bloody doing that you know so uh, so, so uh, and and uh, so I was just wound up and tied up you know so so uh, I think um, I think everything just just turned uh, into to being a good night I think so so yes after the first race you uh, but then yes I was just so wound up and, and, and really wanted to do it, you know, uh, and, and obviously carrying the confidence from, from Lancho to, to that meeting was, was uh, also helped, yeah. And you showed, Brian, a touch of class because on the way to the meeting, um, Greg had had the van fire and a lot of his stuff had, had gone up in smoke and you mentioned, you know, he was offering you a knee brace and stuff and, and I think you, you had the opportunity or you offered him the loan of a bike, I think, if he needed it for, for the Grand Prix. I, uh, I obviously had uh, where we all had three bikes uh, on the meetings, you know, and and uh, and like uh, when when Greg had trouble, you know, I, I went to Greg and said, uh, "Here, you, you can have one of my bikes." Uh, uh, of course, uh, because you know, I think that was the that was the way it was in in, in that year. Like everybody helped each other, you know. Uh, obviously, some some didn't, but but uh, and some you but you, you got on with everybody, but. Obviously, uh, Greg was my teammate uh, in, in Coventry, and, and, and uh, we sort of used to help each other. He helped me with with the knee braces, and then you know, so uh, obviously, like we we were, we were sort of um, fighting it out on the track, not outside the track. And I think that was that was uh, that was a year to remember. You know. So, so you've got you've got to the stage, Brian, where you are um, a ten point gap on fourth. You. You're in a real good position, and then, and then an awful night in Sweden where it, it, it all came crashing down with it with a, an accident, and your collarbone gets broken, and, and you're only a week away from from riding in round five. What what can you remember about the accident, and then the the crazy few days, I guess, afterwards, where you you've gone under the knife and had an operation and had it plated, etc., and and tried to ride just a few days after. Yeah, well, that's. That was that was some week. Uh, that was actually on the Tuesday before before the the, the Russell Grand Prix on the on the on the Saturday, and um, in in uh, in Marie's that and and that was uh, it was actually the first Swedish league meeting. Uh, I have to say I do regret that <laughs> that I I signed that contract. But uh, as, as yes, I was, I was everybody else was riding in Sweden, and, and I thought okay, it worked. I think I'm in a, in a position now where I, I can take on uh, another country like like everybody else does, you know. So so uh, and things were going good. Uh, GPs, England was going good, and and um, Denmark and and everybody everywhere I went was 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 good, you know. So I thought, okay, I'll I'll, I'll take on Sweden. But uh, as it happens, it was it was horrible weather. Uh, rain was hammering down, and and uh, but the referee went, oh, we want to continue, want to continue, and. And I went out uh, off day four, and then uh, I uh, I got tangled up uh, with a footrest, and then uh, went over the handlebars, and uh, was was all of a sudden lying on my on my back, you know. <laughs> and uh, the rain coming down, and the doctor came over and said, "Oh yeah, yeah, stay down, stay down," you know. And then, and they came with with uh, the oxygen mask and everything. I said, "You know, go away with that," you know. I, I'm uh, and I heard on the on the Hello, they said, "Oh yeah, all four back." And I said, "Oh, oh wait, I, I want to get up and ride." But uh, 
but they said, oh, you got to stay down. And uh, in Sweden, they were talking about uh, the collarbone. I said, what, you know, and then he, he took my hand and then, uh, and um, and so I could um, feel the collarbone sticking up and I thought, okay, uh, come on, give me this oxygen mask now. <laughs> you know, so, so yes, that was, uh, that was a very bad experience. And, and we went, uh, went to the hospital and, and uh, the first thing I, I, I sort of said, are you going to do anything about this collarbone? Said, oh, yeah, we want x-rays, we want x-rays. And I said, but then obviously because of due to the bad weather, there was a lot of car accidents uh, at the same time. And, and uh, so they were so, sort of busy and I was just got put in a room. So when I was there for two hours, then I, I sort of called them in and said, are you going to do anything about this or not? <laughs> and uh, they said, no, we, we are, we're not going to do anything. And... Uh, so I said, okay, so I discharged myself and um, went to the van and I called up Tommy Clutton <laughs> because he was sort of the guy who had most experience about collarbone jobs. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> so I, yeah, I said, oh, what can we do? And I said, oh, yeah, I'll call you in the morning. And we, were, we were driving home, uh, obviously in, in a lot of pain. Um, and uh, Tommy phoned in the morning and said, oh, I've got it fixed uh, so, you can, uh, so you can get an operation. On on uh, on your collarbone, and uh, Thursday morning I went uh, to always for the, for the surgery, and, and then I got just got the got a collarbone uh, plated, and uh, Friday morning I, I went uh, to Billund and and uh, with a, with a sort of an ice pack, and, and um, because all you you can take paracetamol and an ice pack, that's all you would allow to do, obviously to uh, to the uh, doping. Uh, um, rules and all that. So, um, yes. Yeah, so we uh, and then obviously coming to to Russia, um, uh, the practice was called off. So obviously, I wasn't going to do the practice anyway. I was just going to go straight in the meeting because uh, practice was on Friday. Um, but it was absolutely horrible weather. Uh, and um, as it happens, uh, Russia didn't have. Um, um, really good equipment for, for for doing the track. So uh, going into that meeting was was not easy with a with a broken collarbone. Um, so yes, it was very very painful, uh, but but still still managed to to, to win the D final, uh, which was uh, some uh, consolidation. <laughs> you know, so so uh, uh, but yes, it did hurt, and and uh, and uh, I have to say my my career after that was was never the same. And when you were riding in that in that D final, Brian, what was the what was the pain like? Was it was it literally unbearable? Were you just trying to think of going to get through those four laps? What what was it like to ride with that with that pain? Ah, uh, I um, I'm just remember dropping your clutch and, and um, just holding on to the handlebars. It's, it's um, oh, it's it's the worst pain. It's it's like oh, it's still like breaking something, you know. Um, so I was I was in in the main pain you know uh, and there wasn't anything you can do about it uh, and and that weather will continue to be really bad but but everybody you know just continued riding because uh, and tv and all this they had a lot of pressure you know on the gp so 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 um yes it was um it was not uh, not a night to remember um it was actually also uh when we got back to the hotel, it was also the night when uh, Lady Diane uh, got killed in a car crash. Um, so, um, so that was all in all a really bad night. <laughs> wow. 
one that you'll remember uh, forever, I'd have thought. Um, the, the, the season, the, the GP season, you, you rode the last one in Voyans, which I think after Bradford, we all thought that that was going to be a, a massive celebration for you. But the injury took place and, and you eventually finished sixth. And, and I think it's fair to say you probably feel as well that without that collarbone injury, you, you feel that you'd have picked up a medal that year. Yes, well, obviously after after Bradford, but uh, well, both after after Lancashire and Bradford, and the way I was going, uh, I I could I I started to set myself. Uh, I could see there's a big possibility to 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 end up on the rush room, you know, and and uh, and obviously uh, coming to to Russia, which was one of my my favorite Polish tracks. Uh, I was really looking forward to that after Bradford, but yes, the uh, the collarbone uh, thing of, was sort of put a put an end to there to to that sort of dream, you know. So uh, so, um, but yes, also I think if I could have um, um, been without without the injury, I think I, I could have pushed for also uh, put more pressure on 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 both Greg and 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 Billy, and and, and that way also uh, when they get pressure on themselves, then then. You know, they could have probably ended up having some bad meetings or bad scores, you know, and mm-hmm. and uh, help me in the right direction. You know, so, so, um, but uh, so be it. That, that was not going to be so. So, so, uh, so that was uh, that was the end of that. And the, and the ni- the ninety seven season did finish on on a slight high from a team perspective because you finally picked you up some silverware with the bees winning the the Craven Shield and. Uh, I guess it was nice to finally be able to pick up a trophy with a club that you'd been at for for a while. Yes, that that is for sure. Uh, and also, I think it was good for for the club as well because uh, we sort of been starved a lot for <laughs> with with silverware. So so uh, so yes, it was was really good uh, both for for the team and team spirit uh, in general. You know, so so um, that, that was um, that was that was a good uh, good thing. And, and over the next couple of seasons, Brian, I'll, I'll, I'll sort of quickly flick through them because I think the you mentioned earlier that the, the the five rides and then the finals suited you, whereas the new Grand Prix system that came in in '98, where if you had two bad rides, you was out. That that didn't suit your your sort of style of racing, and and the collarbone continued to hamper you over over the next couple of years. Well, it, it, it was not only that, Martin. It was also that, like I also said earlier, um, the whole. Uh, the cutthroat system, which we called it, um, also made um, uh, it also made um, I, I call it cold air between between the riders. Yeah. Uh, um, all of a sudden, nobody was helping each other. You couldn't borrow a spanner. You couldn't. Uh, nobody was going to pick up an engine and take it to the stadium with with you from another country. Or uh, nobody wanted to help each other. Uh, and and. Uh, and and that was uh, for me that was really tough because I was I'm um, I'm sort of a family person you know and and, and want to and really like to get on with everybody you know and and um, and, um, and and I think we all were because the '97 system uh, which had been going since '94 uh, was was something that that we all one big family you know and and. Uh, and when when the following year when somebody new came in then then like everybody was helping them and then looking looking after each other you know and and, and uh, it was all everything was was getting 
getting fighted out on, on, on track, not, not outside the track. But, mm-hmm. but with this system, it's uh, all of a sudden like, yeah, if, if somebody, oh, if he could uh, miss the two minutes rules or getting excluded by, you know, or, you know, then then that was uh, obviously good fortune for, for somebody else. Yeah. And um, so, so that, that system didn't, didn't, didn't appeal to me uh, at all, you know, and, and, um, and uh, obviously uh, traveling to, 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 to Prague and then and you, 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 uh, you um, start off with, with a, say, a third place or fourth place, and then you sort of got the knife on your throat, and, and, uh, and if you don't uh, win your next race, then you're out, you know. So that that didn't didn't uh, didn't do me a lot of good. Um, I, I didn't didn't enjoy the system at all. Um, whether it was good for TV or not, I, I'm not sure. <laughs> but uh, but uh, definitely, it, it it wasn't a thing for me, you know. And and your final season, Brian, with the bees, ninety nine. I mean, at what point, at what point did you know you wouldn't be returning to the club uh, in two thousand? Was it something that? Was a conscious decision you made, or, or was a promotion in the background had changed slightly with Martin beginning to take a back seat, and I think Colin came in around that time. What what was the the situation about not not returning? Well, it was um, it was sort of um, I sort of started to to think back uh, or trying to think back. It, it, it I think it was um, it was it was probably a, a, a few different things. Um, um, Billy has also come into the team, and mm-hmm. and, uh, and obviously with Colin Pratt, um, which we all know was was uh, also a, a, a former Cradley manager, you know, and then uh, for him to come in and 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 drafted in both both uh, Billy and Greg are, are sort of um, took took a, a step down, and and uh, and, and uh, obviously still trying to to, to uh, Get my points in and, and uh, contribute to the team, um, but I um, I also uh, felt that that um, uh, we also started to, to talk contract and, and money and all this stuff, and, and uh, in the end, uh, I, I just you know uh, it was like uh, we couldn't agree terms yeah. basically, and, and um, I said, okay, that that's it, I'm I'm, I'm sitting out of England, you know. Uh, and just do Poland and Denmark for, and Sweden for 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 a year, and and this is sort of something I decided to do here. Yeah. And and you'd made that decision not to race in the UK, and then um, uh, one of our friends, Colin Meredith, uh, picks you up and gets you down at Oxford, and and you finally pick up something that you'd been wanting to do for a long time with the bees, and you end up win the league with Oxford. How how surreal was that to do that? Well, it, it, that that was. Uh, yeah, that, that was sort of a, a, a weird situation because yes, uh, Colin phoned me up when I was at my home in, in Sweden at the time, um, and, uh, and asked me to to um, to write for uh, for, for Oxford and, and uh, uh, with Steve and, and Vanessa Curtis uh, coming, and it was a total total different type of management, um, uh, which uh, I, I had really enjoyed. Uh, um, we were. Well, it was pretty much uh, one big family, which uh, I really enjoyed. Uh, and no pressure, or you know, they, they oh, pretty much. Uh, Vanessa was like a, like a second mom, really. Uh, 
<laughs> the team and, and uh, really looked after us and, and uh, obviously with the likes of of, uh, of Lee Adams and and uh, and uh, Todd and uh, Wiltshire and, and Steve Johnson and, and it was it was uh, it was a it was a good and, and uh, relaxed and funny team to be in, you know, and, and I really enjoyed it, really mm. enjoyed it. Uh, Oxford probably not my, my, my favorite track, but, but um, it was something I, I, I really, uh, really enjoyed, you know. Uh, it was a good year. I, I, I flew over and, and, and did the meetings and um, had uh, Tony to do my bikes uh, and, uh, and did a really good job. Uh, <laughs> so, so uh, I, it was something I really enjoyed uh, to come to England and and uh, and, uh, and be part of that team. Yeah, so, so that was that was brilliant. Uh, and yes, winning winning the league uh, was also <laughs> a nice thing to do. Yeah, which I all or never managed to to do with Coventry. Yeah, so so that was that was a big thing for me as well to to look back back on. Yeah. And you eventually you eventually packed in the riding side of it, Brian. But you you reappeared into the the limelight back in two thousand and seven at Cardiff, where you were part of the the backroom team that that was helping Chris to to win the Cardiff GP. What what sort of what sort of satisfaction did you get from from that night helping a, another rider to win a gold medal? Oh, that, that was uh, that was that was obviously a, a, a very very big team. Uh, I had for some years after. Yeah, I, I crashed and had my my neck done in in, uh, in 2002, uh, which which sort of finished my career. Uh, I started to do engines uh, and, and started to do engines for 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 top riders like Tony Rickardson, and and uh, so I was sort of setting myself up. And and um, and Chris Anderson got me involved with 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 Bomber, and and, um, and that was uh, that was uh, obviously. Being being with Chris Anderson, he helped me for for ten years, you know, and and that was it was also like being part of a part of a, a little family, you know, and and um, I took uh, took a lot of um, joy and pride out of uh, obviously helping Chris uh, to 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 sort of get his goals and uh, and and obviously yeah, the big night in Cardiff for uh, that that was that was uh, that was really 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 big thing, yeah. Uh, uh, the crowd was was obviously amazing there, and and, uh, and uh, being there with, with Chris Anderson uh, and now help Bomber to, to get to get the victory was was uh, was a big thing there. And and if we fast forward another sort of twelve thirteen years, you're you're now heavily involved with the the career that's been launched for for Mikel, your son, who, as it's fair to say, has already you know torn up a few trees and and is really making it a big name for himself in the sport already. Yes, well, uh, uh, last year he was uh, he was crowned a uh, European champion on the 85 season junior bikes, and, and um, it's been an ongoing. He's been riding bikes since he was four and a half years old, uh, yeah, and um, on the on the TV fifties, and, and uh, I have to say that that was uh, that that's been some really. I I, I do really enjoy it. Um, I, I I do make a big thing out of it that that it, it's his career, not mine. Yeah. Uh, because um, I, I, see, I have seen so many many parents in the past where where, where they they push their sons and, and uh, never ever have seen anything uh, good come out of that, you know. So uh, I, I I do um, it has to be Mikkel and uh, Mikkel's own goals, uh, not mine. And uh, but I guess of course I'm, I'm I, I do help him and, and spend a lot of time uh, on his bike and, and also. 
uh, trying to coach him. Um, and of course, uh, with with the career I've uh, I've had, it's, it's, uh, I, I do feel I can on I can learn him a few things about uh, racing and and um, positioning himself on the track. And uh, at the moment, yes, he's starting to to uh, work on his own bike where he he puts his. I normally watch the bikes and, and he puts them together, you know. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm very proud of, of what he's achieved so far and, and what he's, he's willing to, to uh, do himself to, to, to get his goal, get to his goals, you know. And, and uh, uh, last year, yes, European champion, I think the youngest one <laughs> in history, only 12 years old, uh, which is, is, is brilliant. Um, we weren't allowed to, to do uh, the World Championship or... Youth Gold Trophy, as it's, as it's called, uh, in Sweden yeah, due to the corona. But uh, we are sincerely hoping that, that uh, it's going to happen this year. Um, um, so, um, yes, he, he, uh, he loves the bike. And obviously, yes, I also do love to be involved. With, uh, I've done Speedway since I was 12 years old. So, <laughs> so uh, I think uh, Speedway is, is, is a big, big, big part of my life. Uh, and what were the discussions like with with Ula when Mikkel decided at four years old he wanted to ride a bike? I bet they were some funny discussions. Not really. Like uh, like you all know, um, Ula and I have been been together for thirty thirty years now, um, and um, uh, and she's been used to the, the obviously the speedway, and, and and we all obviously the way. I've been involved uh, having riders come in here um, on my driveway um, with, with their with the engines um, and obviously later with all the machining and, and doing bikes, uh, parts and clutches, engine plates, you name it. Um, we, um, I think it, it was it was a hard thing not to happen that he should just start to show his interest <laughs> in the sport. So. So um, obviously, when he comes and says, oh, "I, I want to race," uh, you know, you know, I don't, I didn't really want to say no yeah. because uh, the sport has given me so much, uh, so many friends uh, all over the world, you know, and and uh, and uh, if I, if he can, uh, I would say, if he can just experience half of what I've done, then then uh, that that's a good thing to have in life, you know. Um, so, uh, but yes, I, I uh, we both. Bull and I support him as, as much as we can, and and his sister Emilia also support uh, Michael a lot on his on his way, but um, but as I said, yes, it, it has to come from himself, and and uh, but at the moment, yes, he wants to uh, to to race every day if, if he was allowed to. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but that's where the dad would put the breakdowns now and again. <laughs> so. so so Brian, we'll just recap. How do you? How do you look back on your time at Coventry and Brandon? And obviously, you, you made, like you say, you made loads of friends uh, in Coventry while you were here. You were here for so long. Uh, you know, what's your thoughts on the on the sad closure at the minute of the the stadium and and the hopes of, for it to return in the future? Well, I've, um, obviously, being being part of Coventry and being part of the the the, the, the British people history uh, when you come down to the history books, you know, Coventry is is. Uh, I think if you if you ask anybody in in, uh, in, in Denmark about Speedway in England, the first thing they would say would would be Coventry because also all the Olsen and and all the Danish uh, stars has been there, you know, in in, in all the years. But but Coventry is, is 
you know, uh, it's, it's, I think uh, uh, it's, uh, for me it was the best place to come to, you know, uh, for my career. Uh, but also uh, now when I've, I've been, been over and visiting uh, uh, Chris and Katie, in, in, uh, uh, it, it's been uh, obviously horrible uh, to, to, to see the sights, um, you know, of, of the stadium. Uh, um, I, I, I do, uh, I do. Um, I must admit, I, I also, what I do think sometimes about the charge of the tree, and I said, oh, he must turn around in his grave so many times when if he would have seen this, you know, because yeah. uh, it's it's always um, it's sort of part of history that that's gone lost, you know. So, um, so that that um, it's not not a great thing to see. Um, but uh, but I must also say that. Say that that over the years we've seen a lot of a lot of takings uh, disappear, you know, and uh, uh, Reading has disappeared, uh, a, a lot of traffic has disappeared, you know, which is yeah, it's, it's not not nice to see that the sport is deteriorating. So what are we saying then, Brian? If we if we if we ever get the old lady back open uh, and you uh, you put a few Kevlar's on and, and do a lap of honor, are you interested in that? Oh, uh, uh, you don't have to ask me twice uh, <laughs> <laughs> on that one. Now, I guess, of course, um, I, I do now and again, uh, or now and again, I'm probably once a year maximum. Sometimes it goes two, three, four, four years before, uh, between I, I get my, my, my cable or something. But, uh, but Mikkel sometimes, he says, oh, come on, Dad, come on, Dad, you've got to do it. You know, and, and then I have my sort of six, seven laps, and then uh, that, that's it. And, uh uh, probably then uh, I will maybe go one or two or three years until I go next time. You know, but uh, it's um, I also have to, of course, think about my neck, and I don't really want to crush. Yeah. Uh, um, but um, but it, yes, it, it, it's um, it's so it's such a nice feeling to to, to go on the bike, uh, and um, and also I think for for Michael, uh, it, it's good to see that that his dad still still can ride the bike. So, uh, yeah. Because also, I think it has a lot of, <laughs> uh, when we do have discussions about uh, the way you ride and all that, uh, he, he sort of knows that when I do say something, that, that is, there is something behind what I say. You know, and, um, so we don't have too many discussions. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, yes, but it, it, yeah, yes, I, I, uh, I would be, uh, if, if uh, Coventry was opening and, and uh, said, yeah, could you want to come and have a ride, I, I wouldn't have. Well, that's great to hear. And, and Brian, I just want to thank you. We, we've had a few few technical problems trying to get this recorded and uh, you've been so patient. So thank you so much for your time. It's great to catch up with you. We had some some great times watching you at Brandon in the 90s and uh, hopefully uh, lockdown lifts and, and Mikael can get back on the bike and start tearing up some more laps and, and get more honours and uh, you can be the proud dad in the pits watching him on. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, would, uh, I would also like to thank uh, all all uh, all Coventry supporters all you know, all Reggie supporters who's um, who's been cheering on uh, over the years um, it's been it's been a, a, a great uh, part of uh, of my life uh, something I will never forget Brian that's great thanks for catching up mate and I'll uh, I'll hopefully see you soon at a speed of track somewhere around the world I sincerely hope so yeah thanks mate